Hi, this is Jackie Cation in the new pre-recorded The Dork Forest. Uh, TDF. That's right. Uh, it is September. What is it? I wrote it down. It's September something. 14th. 14th. 2010. And I am sitting in my living room with pre-recording equipment uh, with two lovely dorks that are with me. The website's, of course, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. We're being hosted by Libsyn. Uh, something called Stitcher is going to make... Uh, your phone, it's possible for you to just listen to this on like a droid or a palm. I sound like I'm 107. It's fine. It's, uh, it's, I'm not a technological dork, it turns out. I'm more of a science fiction-y kind of. I would like to start a restaurant called One Wing to Rule Them All. And uh, we'll sell chicken. Anyway, so there is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com a donation button. I have gotten enough money uh, to put this up. That's not going to encourage you to donate. But if you have not donated and feel an urge to donate... I will take your money uh, because it is there is some work involved, and uh, I don't charge for the show. So if you want to donate, you can. Other than that, if you want a Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirt, you should get that on my merch page, uh, the shopping page on my website, DorkForest.com. All right, sitting in the room here in Van Nuys with the air conditioning going. Hopefully, they are happy to be here. Uh, Margie Comment, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks, Jackie. All right, and it is M A R G I E C M E K E. K-M-E-N-T. There you go. Thanks. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Margie Kement, who is a comic, and uh, we're going to get into it, Broadway dork of all kinds of stamps, the Broadway dork. And then sitting to my right, uh, Mr. Johnny Pemberton, stand-up comic, Minnesotan, and uh, music dork, sweeping. Say yes. hello. Yes. All those things. Okay. Uh, all of those things? All those things and more. Oh, and more? What yeah. else? As far as dork goes, yeah, you were um, just you were just saying before we started taping that you enjoy Islam, I, I, that you're I've, fascinated by Islam. I am pretty fascinated by that. Yeah, I, I like uh, pretty fascinated by gardening and stuff. Gardening and, dork. Uh, gardening dork. I've been brewing beer for about a year now, and that is consuming as anything. That's pretty, is that consuming? It's consuming as far as like dork, like the amount of mental energy you can put into like learning about that is it's like a black hole. It's so. hundreds of dollars to get started. Isn't it's it? not that much actually. Oh, really? But the 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 um, you can spend a lot of money if you want to. Right, There's, but you don't have to. You don't have to. No, that's the beauty of it. You can do it really cheaply. Okay. Yeah. Can you make beer that tastes good? Yet? Oh yeah. This, oh wow. The last beer we made is great, and this one we have coming up next is going to be incredible. So. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Got I'm going to need Margie to talk a little bit louder. She's very dainty. It's lovely. Oh. You're <laughs> sweet. Leave You're me alone. sweet. You're adorable. <laughs> It's a, I met Margie Command uh, in New York City doing stand-up comedy, and I got to see her uh, d- tell a fascinating story about the Sweet Valley High books. And um, oh yeah, remember that? Remember, yeah, I was a Sweet met. Valley High dork as a kid. So you were that's that right. Was a natural. Why wouldn't you be? You were reading. That's what yeah. we. That's what we adults <laughs> said when people picked up the Dragonlance series and the Sweet Valley High. Oh, I used to be really the Dragonlance. Yeah. Oh yeah. I used to, I was used to be a D and D guy. What is Dragonland? It's a Dragon Dragonlance. Dragonlance. Lance. Oh, Pardon that was you. Embarrassing. Yes. Yeah. TSR role playing fiction. That uh, am I right? Yep. It's, that's it's it a exactly. TSR, TSR book. It's a, It's basically a, a division of Dungeons and Dragons. It's like oh. a, it's like a certain realm in the world. It's okay. incredibly dorky and nerdy. Right. Yeah. The volume just dropped for some reason. It's a you get to be a technological dork too while you you hang yeah. out with me because uh, a lot of things just happened. A lot of emotional things just went down. I wonder how what's going to happen. I'm going to turn something up. I don't know what I'm doing. Recording level auto is on on this okay. device. Well, I'm just going to keep. Maybe talking I can fix it like in post. This, so. What do you think? You can fix everything in post. Can I fix everything in post? I feel like you can, unless it's not there to begin with. 
Right. That would be a disappointment right. to us all. It does say that it is recording. Okay. That's good. Can you hear it? You know it? what this reminds me of? Yeah, oh. I can sort of hear it. Okay. I can, I can, lost in space. You know what? I can't really hear it through the headphones. Oh, it's uh, But I'll oh, tell you no. something. It is kind of interesting to me that um, that this is exactly what it was like five years ago when I started doing blog talk radio. And I was like, well, what uh, what's happening? Is it is it is it working? And then um, and then it's uh, and then there was like, yeah, yeah, it's working. And then we were like, see, it says now recording, right? Yeah, it's now okay. recording. So we're recording. The machine is. I'd love to see some levels. Wouldn't that be nice? Or maybe like an idiomatic expression on the machine, like "Hey there, we're recording. <laughs> don't worry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something that. like that. That'd be fantastic. Oh, there it is. We're back. We got a. We're four. F- thanks for pl- thanks for playing, people. I wonder if I should delete this in post. Do, Do we want to start over? No, that was what that was the running joke of the first show was that we would just keep starting over. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, we don't need to do that. Every show, that would become an irritant. So, but you were talking about... I don't know. What was I talking about? Could have been Islam. Could have been music. Could have been Dragonlance. You were talking talking about Dragonlance, yeah. Right. Which I read because my nephew was really into them, and I decided I wanted to have something to talk to him about. Like, if you had been my niece, Margie Command, I would have read the Sweet Valley High books and been offended and horrified, much like I was with the (laughs) Dragonlance series. Because you've got to be 11. You were offended? I was, it was just horrible. I had just finished reading, like, really good uh, f- fantasy. Right. I, for the first time ever, had read The Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah. When I met my nephew and he had started reading the Dragonlance books. I had a friend in high school who read the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy while stoned on his roof. In over one the, sitting? Oh. No, over the course of about two or three months, one summer. That's said you'd get stoned and you just smoke break weed, it out? Go out on the roof and, and, and read, uh, read wow. Lord of the Rings, yeah. All right. Have you ever read Lord of the Rings? I have. Have you? Yeah, it was like my sixth grade teacher uh, like just randomly said, whoever reads the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy plus The Hobbit first gets like a free snack at the snack bar. Free snack. And so... Your children are simple. They're simple people. They just want a snack. Oh, that's all. That's all. Ice cream sandwich, ideally. Fruit roll up. And it worked. They were out. So you were 11 when you read Mm -hmm. The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Have you re- reread it at all since? Um, no, but I should because I really, really liked it. And yeah. uh, my yeah. mom like loves those books, and she. One of my brothers, it's her. Um, it's his uh, religion. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's what a- would What would Galadriel do? He <laughs> says it on a regular basis. He's, yeah. a, he's an elf, right? Uh, Galadriel yeah. was a was the elfin, okay. uh, like the mama. The Mama Elf. I've forgotten, I've forgotten all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that many details, but I went and saw the movies, and I, I brought my mom to one of the movies because I thought she'd like it because she yeah. was the one who was like, oh, Lord of the Rings is great, and so, you know, we could bother sure. that. But she was, like, so bored during the movies. She kept, like, looking at me and, like, doing this little... Um, <laughs> Twiddly, tw- like, like twiddling, twiddling thumbs. her thumbs. But what it was supposed to mean is, wrap it up, wrap it up. Her fingers <laughs> would, like, go over each other. I kind of agree with her. I, like... I like the books with movies. I have a thing with long movies. I just can't yeah. stand long movies. I don't mind. Like, uh, like, I liked Gandhi. I didn't mind Reds. Uh, so, I mean, if it's a really... And the thing is, is when I saw the Lord of the Rings movies, I remember being, you know, blown away, wowed, bought the DVDs, have not watched them again. Really? Um, and have reread the books twice since the uh, since the, the, the movies came out. So There you go. There you go. Staying power. They're staying... Now, the Dragonlance series, they're... they're uh, the first nine are written by the same two people, Hickman and whatever. I don't remember. It's been so and, hmm. But then there's another, like, 20 
that are written by the publishers just hired people to write them under the same font. Oh. And uh, mm-hmm. so they, they were not as good. And I, so I read the first nine, and then I read a couple after that. Yeah. So Sweet Valley High, it's, they're little soap opera-y kind of things, like sort of romancy oh. but high school romance. Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and then they came out with like Sweet Valley University too, which kind of flopped. Sure. Um, but I remember trying to read that, and that was rough for me because I think I was like, 10 or something when those came out and so um, oh, okay. I had read all of Sweet Valley High so I picked up Sweet Valley University but it was like they were doing stuff they were doing stuff they were <laughs> like they weren't just talking about doing stuff they, they were, were like, like uh-huh. actually doing stuff and, yeah, that's, wow. and it was just I went to Catholic school yeah. and so I was just like very you know red faced I like hide the books from my mom wow. because I was afraid if she opened them she would they couldn't have been that bad, but at the time, I mean, my heart would beat so fast as I read them. I'm like, I shouldn't. <laughs> this is wrong. Oh, man, that's great, though. It's like, it would be nice to, I wish I could have read something that I felt that way about that age. It would have been so right. exciting to, oh, this yeah. is so bad. I, yeah. I grabbed, like, what looked like a dirty book, but it was, um, and my, and I remember my stepmom going, what is that? Because it was a, like a half, it was a mostly naked Indian dude, Native American gentleman, uh, standing by a pool of water, and, uh, and it was again, it was not, di- it wasn't dirty enough. Like I, like I thought it was going to be more, and I ended, ended up reading like The Chosen, and that is just a book of coming of age book for the Jews, and oh, and not how really Israel, spicy. not spicy at all. Spicy. No, 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 no. What you, what you don't want to know is the coming of age uh, book of, of of young Jewish men in 1946. It usually meant were they going to go fight for Israel or weren't they? That was the coming <laughs> of age. It wasn't them getting laid. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe later on it was implied, but it didn't. Right, there's right. no show and tell. It wasn't Portnoy's complaint. I don't know. Did you ever read that, Philip mm-hmm. Roth? Mm-mm. I haven't. It's a it's a classic of uh, of masturbatory. It's about and it's written by Philip Roth, who's, who has a new book out this year, I think. Mm-hmm. And he, it's mostly just, it's him masturbate. It's about a, a young Jewish coming of age, but that's all masturbation. It's, it's not just him talking about masturbating? Yeah, yeah. There's sort of like, what's his name? Um, oh, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. He wrote, he wrote, Wake Up Sir Jonathan Ames. Is that it? Jonathan Ames? Okay. Is well, someone it? should email me. He's Jackie very, at JackieCation.com. He, he doesn't talk about masturbation. So I guess he does. He, he gets into all kinds of. Very nasty stuff. Really? Yeah. He he's like all these weird proclivities with transsexuals and stuff. And okay. He's a great writer. Sure. But those books are. Um, the thing about great writers is that you can be the greatest writer in the world if you're writing about something super creepy. I don't want to read it. I'm you really? know yeah. a day in the life of Ivan Denisovich. That uh, that is incredibly well written. Uh, super boring because he's moving rocks. It's about a a, a Russian dude <laughs> in, a, in, in a, the gulag. In the gulag, yeah. Hmm. Breaking rocks. Breaking rocks. Oh, now that might it be mainly, something. It's mainly moving rocks, or is it mainly breaking them. You know, I can't even it's remember. It was move. it was one day in the life of Ivan. Did you finish it? I did because it was a sign. Okay. And I didn't even go to the cliff notes on that. Yeah. What did you uh, have? You guys read? I don't know why we're talking books now, but we're talking okay. books. Uh, the, the Scarlet Letter. I never read the Scarlet Letter. No. Oh, I, I read it in high to. school. Yeah, very yeah. vague. Assigned, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you see, there's a new movie coming out based really? on the book. Based it's, on the book, it, but it's a like a it's a teenage it's a teenage sex romp about oh, okay. this woman who they, they modernized it. They huh? modernized it. It's hmm. and uh, she's uh, one of her friends is a is gay in high school and he's getting beat up all the time and he's like just say you had sex with me, oh. and so she did it and, and then, then 
uh, then this fat kid comes over to her and says, hey, I hear you're willing to tell people that you put out uh, to give them some cred. And she becomes the faux slut oh, of, wow. of high school. It's kind of a cute... Yeah. It's a cute premise of, uh, of, of uh, promiscuity. Promiscu- promiscu- yeah, yeah. Cheer yeah. promiscuity. The Scarlet Letter. What are they going to call it? Uh, I don't know what it's... <laughs> but she, she <laughs> essentially sews a, a red letter on her sweater and okay. wears wow. it all over all over. So there's the tie-in. A scarlet letter, yeah. if you will. If you will. A yeah. red scarlet A for adultery. But she's not married. No. But she's assigned the book in high school. Oh. And it all comes back together and it's... it's so we've talked yeah. about my dorkdoms a lot. Let's uh, let's move on to something you guys enjoy, like cool. music and theater. Theater, yeah. yeah. The two go well together. And when you put them we together, do. you get Broadway. Musical theater. We get musical not, theater. <laughs> Is it, you're not, not into musical theater so much not really i mean i don't i don't have a problem with it all just not i'm not offended I, or anything yeah i just never no safe space it's um, rare. i did see jesus christ superstar How's live that? in high school in minneapolis and i was like this is really amazing oh yeah well, but, but almost all live theater is amazing yeah because you can't help it be amazing like, it has you to memorized be. all of those <laughs> words in a row and you're dancing and you're doing that flip and all kinds and you're of stuff. walking over there and picking up that book every night every yep. night you're picking that book up and saying that line it's acting. Yeah. It's live. It's not like television acting where you're like, well, we'll try that again. You mm-hmm. had to memorize seven lines. Try something new. Do it just to, uh, you know, explore the space. It's right, right. It's first take. First yeah. take. Yeah, it's exciting. But I mean, isn't that what we do in comedy too? Kind of. Sort of. So, yeah. We but, sort of st- learn our things. And right, right. It's, so maybe that's what people think when they see it. But when I see Broadway, it's always because it's such an ensemble moment. I mean, what do, right. you, what do you love about Broadway? What do you love about theater? Oh, man. Um, it's like... I just, it's so, it's dorky. Like my, like a good musical. Cause like, I don't, I don't like musical comedy, which might be in general, which might be surprising. Cause I really like comedy. I like, like really dark musicals that like make tears stream down my face. Is that like, like good, but good night Saigon. Oh, like lame is, is, is dark. That's yeah, dark, for sure. Right? That was like the first musical I ever saw on Broadway. So very really? special, hmm. special okay. place in my heart. Isn't um, that about the sad children? Is there miserable children? No, it's like, it's, it's based on Victor Hugo's novel about the student uprising. It's a love story and, 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 and injustice uh, and a rebellion. Oh yeah, and Jean Valjean is a criminal, and he's trying to. Who but he's in gets love, right? Out of prison. Is he in love? Jean Valjean's not, but okay. his the daughter he adopts, who's like abused. Oh, it's really like dark, and they wow. sing about it. And I um, accidentally saw Cats once. Accidentally, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw it when I was really young. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. Actually, my my boyfriend that yes. was the first musical he saw. He, right. he came to Anchorage, Alaska, for whatever reason. He saw a commercial on TV, and he was like. I have to see cats. I have to see cats. He was like nine years old or something. So a family friend took him to cats and he was so disappointed. Right. It's about cats. Who gives a hoot? No. And that's what he said. He was like, I don't know what I was expecting. I knew the cats weren't going to be real, but. And it wasn't enough about cats. It was sort of, it was anthropomorphized cats. Yeah. And I was like, and then I saw Phantom. Right. And I was unmoved by Phantom. But the thing is, is, it's not that I don't appreciate the work that's been put into it. Yeah. But I just. I'm with you. I don't like Phantom either. Okay. And Andrew Lloyd Webber. They're both Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. Cats right. and? He's yeah. Kinda and got, he's kind of got a thing going on. He has a thing going on. He's very popular. So, But didn't he do but really stuff that was huge? Didn't he do he Jesus Christ? He did. He did and, Joseph right. the Amazing Tentacle Dreamcoat. He did. And that. you like those. Yeah, right. Those are Catholic. Did they do that at your Catholic yeah, school? Yeah, yeah. I went to yeah. Catholic school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you both went to Catholic school? Yeah, yeah. I went to Catholic school. I wonder you're such clean cut young 
Young, well, young folk. Yeah, we, I think we had, did, you went earlier and I went later, so basically. Oh, d- oh you went to yeah. like high school and yeah, you I went s- to grade school? Grade school and part, part of high school. Oh, okay. And so she did. got out where I got in. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then and you I, were just there. Were there actual nuns? Uh, we had a couple nuns, but they weren't wearing habits. We had priests and deacons, okay. but no nuns. Yeah, we had some priests, too. Okay. Some real crazy priests, was it a, too. Was, were they Jesuit schools? No. Or were they, they were not? Mine was because, not. Because the Jesuits are supposed to be... They're different. Yeah, yeah they're different and, and encouraging. Right. As opposed to the French. To the French. Ours were of the from world. Assisi. Yeah, the sisters okay. from Assisi, yeah, so. yeah. Oh, so they're just bossy. Yeah, bossy yeah. and uh, stern and... And angry. Yeah. And uh, they have like very bony hands. Like Ooh. I always did, my, my stepmother's a Catholic and she was raised Catholic schools and stuff and mm. she loved Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Really? I have always wanted to see it. I never did. I like Jesus Christ Superstar. That was almost a religious experience for me. Really? Because it was amazing. You were yeah. just like, oh, oh he's kind of a guy. I like those two better than Phantom and Cats. Yeah. How about Chess? Huh? Chess is also Andrew Lloyd That's Webber. a musical. I know. That's a musical. It's called Chess. Uh, yeah. And it's, really? and it's about the fascinating known. world. Oh, it chess? has some good songs. Yeah, <laughs> they have is some. It? One night in Bangkok was the hit that came out of it. That's horrible. Wow. I've never uh, heard that ever. One That's night so in Bangkok and the. Da, 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 da. I don't even remember yeah. the words, wow. but I've yeah. seen it uh, three times. I've How seen chess. Uh, it's probably 1988. It's, yeah, 80s. So does yeah. it have like a Bobby Fischer sort of thing going on or no? Uh, Bobby Fischer is referenced, really? but it's essentially, it's a Cold War drama of a Soviet and an American okay. chess. It's like an Olympics so kind like, of thing. Who was the, Sov- the famous Soviet who beat Deep Blue? What's his name? Uh, Khrushchev. No, I have no, no idea. I got... Oh, is that IBM program that was oh, supposed right, right. to be the, is good, good enough to beat a grandmaster in chess? Right. And, and the that, grandmaster was, was Russian. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I was. I don't know. Hmm. All right, someone hmm. should know this here, right? Well, well, I don't know. I don't have a lot of chess dorkdoms, but okay. I, I saw chess in in London. And did um, you like that one? I loved. I loved. Yeah. See, chess is, it's, it's, it's terrible, but great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you mean it's, it's sort of like campy, or what is it? Yeah, sort. It, yeah, it is more campy. And my love of musicals dates more to like Guys and Dolls and The Music Man. Oh and yeah, and that's so great. And that's musical comedy, but those are classics. I right. love Rodgers and Hammerstein and all that stuff. And oh, growing up in Iowa, The Music Man is like oh done God, at every high school deal. every year. <laughs> yeah, I did The Music Man in my high school. I did the yeah. Guys and Dolls, all that stuff. That was a big thing. Where, like half the school was in the in the play. Yeah. So there's no one to watch it because that's. Every student has some. Because you grew up in part. Rochester, Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota, home yeah. of the Mayo Clinic. Home of the Mayo Clinic. That's oh, all. Yeah, I, I did stand up there once, and the audience was not receptive. Really? Early days, early days, long time yeah. ago, and uh, and I remember the only laugh I got was, "How many people are just killing time waiting for a loved one to die?" And uh, just coming out <laughs> oh. to the show, and uh, best laugh of the night, best Good. laugh of the night. Oh. Yeah, I feel like everyone there is either uh, either in that situation where they're there mm. because someone is in horribly, horribly diseased, or they're. Some sort of geni- displanted genius from some oh, right, bigger city, yeah. Because they're looking to to fix it. Yeah, or they, yeah, like they, they either work, work, the there work there or they're or they're, they're receiving yeah. treatment. So, so yeah. what about is there like a? I don't know. There has to be an infrastructure of people who live there that are neither geniuses nor terminally. Yeah, ill. there's a lot of them. Yeah, okay. Like yeah. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of normal people who live there. But sure. definitely, I grew up calling everyone doctor, not really realizing <laughs> that I was. I would call someone, if I met someone's dad, I'd just address him as doctor or whatever, just because it just, to me... It was like mister? Yeah, it was like mister. It really was. I, I still feel kind of weird calling someone mister because it just doesn't sound right. Right, because almost everyone's a doctor? Yeah, everyone, almost everyone I knew was Are a doctor. Are your parents doctors? So my dad's a doctor, yeah. Yeah? Is your mom a doctor? She's not, no. Was your brother a doctor? Nope. Your sister a doctor? Nope. Not yeah. yet. I mean, they're all younger, so... Okay. There's still, there's still there's possibility still time. of They could still doctor, go. Yeah. 
I have a question. Uh, now that we're all adults, are there people that we're still supposed to call Mr. and Mrs.? Because I don't, but I get a little nervous. I think we're supposed to. It's, um, I think there Ooh. are people. The elderly. I the still, elderly, I still okay. say Mr., just because it's like I feel like... Because yeah. we were all raised yeah. in the Midwest where you called your your friends or your parents Mr. 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 Oh, Brady. Yeah. Mr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, or doctor yeah. in your case. Doctor. But now I feel like we're all adults. Right. We, we should all be able to. It's all what? about that discrepancy, right? It's all about the age discrepancy. When it? do I stop calling yeah. somebody Paul Burge's mom? I was like, <laughs> hey, Paul Burge's mom. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I stopped doing that at some point in time. It still yeah. feels good, though, to say that. It does. It feels. It feels a little respectful. It feels mm-hmm. yeah. a little Norman Rockwell. A little, little nice. Yeah. Sure. So now, what musical comedies don't you like? What are you talking about that you don't like? Mu- some musical comedies, Marky Command. Well, it's not that I don't like them. I just don't get as um, excited about them. I guess like like the producers is an excellent Broadway musical. Right. Um, You're but, unmoved. Yeah, I just I think. A lot of times with musical comedy. What about the, Jersey Boys? Well, Jersey Boys isn't really a musical comedy, but that's that's pretty good. That's like a jukebox mu- musical, jukebox musical that I, I think mean, like, actually just, works. You go there to hear like your songs, right? That yeah, game? but they have a good storyline behind it, and that's that's one thing I, I usually don't care care for is like you story. know like Mamma Mia is the music of ABBA set to a story that I'm not that interested in or whatever. Right. But Jersey Boys, for whatever reason, the story's kind of the sto- good story actually that. worked. Yeah, Jersey Boys is like an exception. Normally. What about, what about witches? You see witches? Wicked? Oh, Wicked. That's it. It's called Wicked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Wicked, and that's, and that's good. I and there's like musical. I, and I Rent? Like those dark things. Oh, Rent, I was a super nerd. I got, nerd. Oh, I got. Rent the, nerd. Oh, my gosh. I got the Christmas of 96. I was like 11, and it had just won the Tony, and my parents got me the CD for Christmas, because they always just got me. Because like, you grew up in Iowa. You grew up in Davenport. Yeah, and so I didn't, I mean, Glee was not on the air. I didn't have anything right, to. Right, there was no go-to. It was like, my favorite day of the year was the Tony Awards. Oh, okay. You know? And wow. so, and I was the only cool. one, and, and I would learn, you know, and I, my dad had like AOL, and I would go online. Keyword they Tony. had like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keyword yeah. Tony's Tony's. Key- yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been the keyword. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I got rent for Christmas, and I listened to it all day and all night and everything. And then I went online, and there weren't very many websites at that time. But there right. was a, I don't think, maybe I just didn't know how to look. We're not, them. yeah, not ninety six. No, no, there would have been early days. I got early on days. this. I got on this uh, rent like email list. Oh, like billboard and bu- no, bulletin board. It was like. It was like a group. Oh, yeah, yeah, like an AOL group. Like a digest, yeah. yeah. Uh And and I would get like 200 emails from these rent fans every day, and they were all like, and they were the same 10 people. And I was, you know, like 11 or 12 at the time, and they would, they were all adults, but they would put up with me writing, and they thought I was just like this cute little kid who liked rent. So that was my role. And so I learned all their names and like of the, of the, people who were in the cast and i was just this knowledgeable where is that i don't know where my phone is i'll get it my phone's gone wrong yeah yeah Um, yeah keep talking about rent the thing about uh, rent is didn't that guy die august was he from minnesota uh the guy larson yeah um i don't know where he was from but he he died like the final dress rehearsal before right right. he never got to he never got to see it up is that correct? Right. Well, yeah, he got to see like the, the workshop version, it, but never got to see it. Yeah, he had oh. like an aortic aneurysm. Jeez. That was where I learned how what an aortic aneurysm was. <laughs> was because the man who um, wrote Rent got that. Yeah. That's this is a lot of dork cred, Marky Kement. 
This oh, is, the rent is... thing was on another level because I would, when rent would come to Iowa City, like, yeah, I, I would beg my dad. I was like, we have to stay the weekend. We would. You want to, like, I see more than one performance? Go with my or... friends. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see the matinee and then the, you know, the evening right, right. show. And, uh, and we'd sleep out on the s- sidewalk like you would for music tickets, but for rent tickets. Whoa. And, you know, and I was just this kid and my, my dad was like, you know what? We're not going to go to rent this weekend. We'll go next weekend. I'm like, well, I want to go both weekends. I have to go both weekends because when does rent ever come to Iowa? And uh, so my dad said no. And so I went on my mailing list. And I was right. like, ah, oh, parents just don't understand, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and this guy, Frank, who was like this 60-year-old lawyer, is like, I'll pick you up. I'll oh, take man. you. Oh, man. And dad so I, t- I, know, I told my dad, I was like, <laughs> dad, Frank's oh, taking me to rent. Frank's going to take me to rent. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Frank? Oh, he's this uh, He's this, guy he's on this, this lawyer. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, 60 years old. Um, and he's a big fan. He's going to pick me up and take me. And my dad's like, I'll take you. So yeah, we it went. turns yeah. out. That's, and a, so, that's, a great way to, that's a great way to get parents to do stuff. It's I, some I, serious I blackmail. But I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize. And then, of course, my dad takes me and he goes home and he tells my mom. So I met Frank and... He actually is a 60-year-old lawyer, big rent fan. Perfectly nice, perfectly nice dork but who, yeah, who isn't going to creep my daughter out yeah. and do anything horrible. Kind of weird. That's yeah. funny. So what did you do, Johnny Pemberton? What do you mean? To oh. manipulate your parents oh, into letting you do stuff. Oh, just that thing where it's like, you know, if you need I'm going to go hang out with the Marines. Like, yeah. a, there was a time, this was not that long ago, but I was in Minneapolis. I needed a ride down to Rochester. And I was like, oh, I'll just, I, the, no one's available to give me a ride. I'll go on Craigslist and do the shared ride thing. My mom was like, no, oh, no, you, right, can't, right. you can't do that. Like, no, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all set up. It's, it's fine. Yeah. This guy, I don't know him, but he'll pick me up. So, okay, okay, we'll, we'll figure something out. Like, <laughs> all you have to do is just do that. And Threaten like, anyone with Craigslist. With anonymity. Like, the scariness yeah. of someone you don't know. Right, right, because we're all afraid of the. And yeah. I only think, I, I think the percentage, you know, because court TV seems to be dedicated entirely to those people, to the bad guys. Right. And they're just like, oh, you know, you got to watch your kids 24-7, otherwise somebody's going to touch them in their hoo-ha. Right. And um, you're just like, no, they aren't. Probably not. Yeah, probably I mean, not. 97% of the humans on the planet, I think, are fine. And then right. 3% are creepy, but there's a lot of people on the planet. I mean, you're yeah. going to run into a lot more people who aren't. And who exactly. will defend? I remember I was in New York at the uh, Grand Central Station or something like that, and there was um, an older lady with two tiny children, and I I don't know when this was. Well, who cares? And uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, she was like, "Hey, will you watch my kids?" And they were probably five and seven. She's like, "Will you watch my kids? I'm going to go get something to eat." And I, and That's we'd awesome. both been waiting for the bus, <laughs> and I was like, "What? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure." I'll keep an eye on them. And so they were just playing by themselves, you know, amongst the stuff. And this, you know, dude comes up to him, homeless dude comes up and he's like, what are you guys doing? And he was probably fine. Right. And, uh, but I had the knee jerk reaction of, hey, hey, those kids are with me. And I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, except for, and he's like, okay, just making sure somebody's looking after him. And I was like, and it was just a weird homeless dude who wasn't going to do anything to them anyway. But you, you had, you're on guard. You're ready to I go. I was on guard. I was on guard because we got to be on yeah, guard just now. Just got to be ready to go. And so that's it. We're going to drink bottled water, right? Right. And uh, so, so you, John, have you been to a lot of, well, actually, we get, we'll, we'll come back to because I want to hear, yeah. Margie, when you moved to New York, you must have been like, uh, it must have been the giant hard-on of your life. Oh, my God. Where I was you? going to the theater every, oh, it was man. before I started doing stand-up. Um, right. Where my nights sort of got busy, but I right. just go to musicals. Just like, musicals. over. Like, well, did you in see, plays, but... Oh, yeah, a mix. Like, what What are, what are like, name, like, three or four great musicals. musicals? Did you see 9 to 5? 
Um, no. <laughs> that, see, and that's a musical comedy that I feel like, I don't know, there's reasons why that musical didn't Does Didn't grab you? Is that based I do on the love, movie? It is based yeah, on the movie. And I do love Dolly Parton. Oh, I, love I do love Dolly Parton, and yeah. I love and that she's movie. she's in it. But as a musical, it didn't really yeah, but I, I love Stephen Sondheim. Really, anything. Oh, that's right. Into anything. the Woods was the only one I yeah knew. Oh yeah, offhand. I saw like Sunday in the Park with George. That's like a really great. I never one. saw that one. It's yeah. kind of obscure but amazing. Seen, What's company. it about? Rappaport. Never seen huh? that one. I'm not Rappaport. No. Oh, okay. I, I always want to see that because I like the movie a lot. Yeah. What uh, What's that one? It's just dorky comedy about. It's not really dorky. I don't know why I said that. Just the word dork has been forced into my brain. Yeah. From this right, right, because we're, we're working on a theme. <laughs> right, yeah. But you don't have to worry about it. But it's just comedy. It's Walter Matthau. I can't remember who else it is. I think it's Walter Matthau. Just Jack it's, Lemmon? It's just uh, two Lena. old men. It's just two right. old men who are like... It's like grumpy old men, but it's not as... Uh, They're not as old. I don't know. It's, it's just... It's <laughs> was just, it made in the 60s? When was it made? I don't even remember it now. Oh, the movie was made like 10 years ago, maybe. I don't know. But I think it's from a play, though, right? Yeah, I think it I, is. Yeah, I actually don't know. I'm going to write that down. It's pretty it's funny. It's got the word Rappaport in it. I'm not yeah. Rappaport, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll uh, look it up, people. I don't think Michael Rappaport's in it, so. You guys are writing this down. This is cool. I'm like, sure. Giving you, some, uh, you dropping gotta, some knowledge. Dropping yeah. some knowledge. I'll rent a movie on some on yeah. some chitter chat. And then uh, I did a, I did a podcast yesterday, and there was a there was a kid. His entire job was to log things. Like, oh, uh, I'm not Rappaport was was mentioned at minute 34. Right. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's, and then there's like a note section that you can put. For the oh, for you the can show, it so you can so that people are like, oh, okay, I can I can go find that. Like last uh, the first uh, show for um, the Dork Forest, I had a musician on uh, named Mike Rickberg who helped me set up this system. Oh. Wow! And um, Mr. Jim Wooster, stand-up comic, mm-hmm. uh, also sketch comic, uh, does "Oh You and Your Bone Spurs" is the name of his sketch comedy group. And at minute twenty-five, uh, Mike Rickberg sings what words he made up to the Mexican hat song. Uh, which is my hat, my hat, my hat. I'm dancing around my hat. Okay, and it goes on like that, right. and uh, and it's hilarious. And everyone should listen to episode one of the pre-recorded version to hear the full on, because it's great. Um, so what what uh what so what what place do you like? I mean, what's what um, did you like when you first moved there? How did you afford it? Isn't it expensive? It is. Well, the, a lot of the the big shows have like a student rush. Um, and which means you like either stand in line or they have a lottery or something like that. Actually, Rent started it because it was so popular and they didn't like people sleeping on the streets of New York. So they invented <laughs> this like new concept of a lottery thing where it was affordable. So you can get like 20 or $25 tickets that are actually okay. really good seats. So, you know, when as I was. As long in- as you have a student ID or. Um, so, some for just the general public, and then okay. some with a student ID. And yeah. I wasn't in college anymore, but my college ID It'll didn't work. have an expiration yeah. date. Sure. Yeah, they don't care. They just want to fill the I, seats I think anyway. they like having people who are who they like the see effort. It. Yeah, they like. Oh yeah, totally. So you gotta like that. I spent some time sitting on the ground waiting for them to call my name and things like that. But you know, Spring Awakening had just opened on Broadway when I went, so that was one I was taking friends to because it was kind of the hot. Musical the, of that year, it was pretty good. About, Duncan Sheik wrote the music, right, which yeah, is kind of funny. I remember funny. hearing about that. Um, yeah, and uh, so Racy. that was good. And 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 company. I I was actually working for like some Broadway producers when I I thought that was going to be my career path at one time, and uh, they they had produced um, Company, which is a Sondheim 
musical that I his his love. his plots are always so. I mean, I mean, the reason I think you like him is because you said you like dark, and his. Mm-hmm. I remember Into the Woods had the best line. It's like I'm yeah. charming. I'm not sincere or something like that. Yeah, Prince yeah. Charming had some sort of line oh, about. Oh yeah, the prince is a matter really yeah, like funny and charming. Just the and, biggest dicks in the world, and you're yeah. like, oh okay. I suppose if you're you're. I mean, that's what they would be like. It's just, and I don't know if you're very familiar with Sondheim, yeah. but like that's what I always recommend to people who are like, eh, I don't think I like musical theater because right, it's, there's the music it's is actually sunny, yeah. right. It's just, it's like very, sometimes very complex and yeah. like, so, and, and I don't know, like it just evokes this sort of emotional reaction, which I guess is what I like from theater. So, you know, if it's, so that kind of musical theater and then, um, and then like some interesting kind of avant-garde, um, performance, performance. Already yeah. And like plays that do kind of, interesting um i accidentally saw some performance out down when i first moved here well not so you accidentally yeah okay. it was i was invited it was You're a date subway? it was yeah. A, yeah yeah and all of a sudden there was nakedy bendy hairless people oh uh and it was it was <laughs> there was a because that's what it always is when it's terrible performance art yeah there's nakedness Lots there's bendy and, and hairlessness that bendy you, means like you like moving around like stretching and stuff stretching and finding out how hairless they are okay like so showing parts yeah. that are no Not one should. In the I don't position, necessarily. Mm. Yeah, as a group, I don't yeah. think we needed to see that. Most performance art is really bad, but but some you, of it. When you see something that's good, it really sticks with you. you know? Right, right, because so, it, it can be. I mean, yeah. and I like the guts that it took to per- put on the performance right. art. So you kind of want to be supportive of it, but you're like, how can you be sort of self-aware and sort of self-absorbed? Right. I, like to the point where. <laughs> Like, I saw one time somebody put a vibrator up their butt uh, while listening to Cher. Well, you went and saw this where? Uh, it was in Minneapolis. It was oh. at Balls. That sounds like, that sounds like a very Minneapolis thing. Because <laughs> Minneapolis... It was, uh, That's many, a good theater uh, town. They do a lot of yeah. interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, they, they the Guthrie. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. art there. Well, yeah, yeah, because there's always fringe stuff happening. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's risky. And that's, I think, what tired me out a little bit on theater when I first you want to support it but it's exhausting yeah and if you see like a bad night of theater it really kind of it's like oh man <laughs> is it worse somehow than seeing yeah. I think so it is draining I got, it is draining I and it's always Kiss Me Kate long. in London and it was like the worst thing ever oh yeah oh, and it was so bad I, I've like, seen a good production Ugh. of Kiss Me Kate but that's musical comedy so it's right. not my favorite and it's it, just is not... that based on Taming of the Shrew mm-hmm. is that what that yeah. is okay it's yeah. uh, it's much more interesting to see Tammy the Shrew than see that. Yeah, I I started to, too. and I do this with comedy too. Like if I'm going to see a show, I really try to pick. I get picky. Oh, do, you know? oh, do you and get so picky? with theater, I get picky. Like, do so um, you think you miss something in, by getting picky, or no? Um, I probably do, but I also get to see a lot of really good things when okay. I'm picky. And so, like right. in New York, like um, and it Bam, can be expensive. Yeah. Brooklyn Academy of Music. Do you know Brooklyn Academy? I of don't. Music? Well, they have theater. Um, series that comes in and most of their stuff is like the the best stuff coming out of europe all over like germany london whatever and so they bring it and it's always this very interesting fresh you know that it's going to be great because there's going to be something happening it's not the first premiere it's happened in europe and then they bring (laughs) it to bam right and their student tickets um 10 bucks so i those were the plays that I would always see because I'm like, well, it's yeah. it's one it's one of the gifts of of the Upright Citizens Brigade here in Los Angeles yeah. and in New York is that is that they do do a little research. Mm-hmm. I said doo doo. Uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> they do a little research into what um, is coming, and they give away those spots relatively freely. Yeah. But they do research into them. 
Yeah. And and then they only charge five or eight dollars. Right. Eight dollars maximum. Pretty cheap. Yeah. To to see a show and and I think that 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 that, that creates an, an a, a, a space where where art can really flourish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there there was a slew of shows at the UCB not long ago where everybody was throwing up and pooping on yeah, stage. No, that, was, oh. that was a while ago. It was a yeah, couple, years. couple dirty, years ago. The Dirty Sketch yeah. Show or whatever. I only I, heard about that. I participated that. in a couple of those. Ah. And, uh, did you, did Johnny pretty, Pemberton? Pretty nasty things, yeah. Yeah? And did you did you feel like you grew as a human being, being um, part of it? Or I don't feel like there was any growth, really, but there wasn't anything detrimental. It was it was fun. Okay, yeah. it was just yeah. fun. Yeah. And, it, was all, and it was all fun. It was all good, clean fun. Before I was going to do a show at UCB, and I met somebody who was like, oh, where's your next show, UCB? And he goes, ah... You know, I went there once. I took a first date to the show, and, it and this that? guy and it was that, that show. No it, this guy no. took a shit on the stage, I and I Paul can't Rust. go back. Yeah. It was Paul Rust. Paul I found Rust. out later that evening, which is so funny, because yeah. uh, I know Paul, I, and I was like, I I'd never heard that's of it the guy who took the boo. Yeah, Paul. Uh-huh. Paul. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure he's doing other things now, and so people should maybe oh, give him Paul's the benefit amazing. of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't pooped in a long time. Well, he quite a bit. Well, probably not on stage though. In public, in front of others. If you actually knew that Paul has had like a. Yeah. Serious constipation <laughs> problem, like a, like a life-threatening constipation that had somehow motivated him to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's my that problem. Karma. I go to the bathroom too much. I need to. Yeah. Right. I need to just stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Let's get away from poo yeah. and talk about shitty music. No. Shitty music. Um, yeah. Let's talk about good music. Now you say you're a music dork. Yeah. Big and time. I've had him on before, and I've decided that I'm gonna need more specifics on that. Um. Is it just all music? There's gotta well, be. I, know. Like, I, mean, I know a guy that follows you two around. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't follow you two around, not at all. Well, I that's fine. I'm you not, don't have to be a, a U2 guy. You're not a fan of U2. No, I can't stand them, really. They're really bad. For I, you. They yeah. are not They are not the, a positive experience. I, I think they're pretty much one of the worst things you, you can listen to right now. Is it <laughs> right now? How about old yeah. U2? Old U2, I, I can handle a little bit of boy or maybe war, but I don't. Okay, so I mean the problem the problem with rock music right now is that there's so much history to it. That's true. I mean, rock music is like I'm not I'm not a big rock music person. I I like listening to a lot of rock and stuff, but it's not like what I does it just happen in passing because people are listening to it or kind of yeah. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are who know a lot about rock and stuff. I I just got into I got into jazz really young. I was playing in jazz trio for a long time uh, in high school. Were you in marching band? Was not marching band. No, we we were too cool for marching band. Okay, all right. I was in marching. Is, I played the bass clarinet in uh, in concert yeah, band. So. I'm not going to lie to you. I was a dork. Right. I played uh, I played bass uh, okay. for a long time. Bass guitar. Yeah. I studied jazz bass. So I got really into like this jazz hole for about eight or nine years. Where, you know, I, I was so that's all I would talk about for a long See, time was now, jazz. And, and I don't know enough about jazz. I've I've said to people before, um, when will I like jazz? Well, uh, I mean, some people just don't like jazz, and that's fine. I think that's why people like jazz, is that not everyone likes it. And that's okay. the great thing about it, is it's kind of like... Like, who, who's who's currently doing some great jazz? I don't think... I don't know. I don't really um, keep up with modern jazz. I don't okay. think there's much really good modern jazz. I kind of feel like, you know, there's a good 35-year period there where a lot of great music was made, and I could listen to something new every day until I die, and I would still not, not be caught reach, up not past the 70s you know right right so. because i'll tell you what i liked um because i like jelly roll morton and right. i like swing right and i like marching band music and i like john philip Sousa. i like duke ellington and i like big band uh-huh. uh it falls apart when there's a trumpet in an octave that only dogs can hear uh that's <laughs> where it falls apart for me like don cherry yeah playing Pop yeah. Corner, yeah maybe that's it maybe that that's it. i mean there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad music I think for every uh, every great jazz recording, there's there's all kinds of horrible stuff and stuff I've 
bought and sold and all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, I'm a record collector too. I collect been collecting the records for about ten years or so. So okay, that's like a so. A is, is there a particular instrument you like in jazz? When uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, bass. Um, what am I thinking? I'm totally spacing out. Pepper Adams. I like Pepper Adams a lot. He plays bass uh, clarinet. And oh, that really? Is uh, incredible. I think I, I'm having a real brain malfunction. I like yeah, the idea Pepper of a Adams clarinet. And, and it's low. a great sound. Yeah, Eric Dolphy used to play a lot of bass clarinet too on a couple of his albums, and it's like this really unique sound where it's uh, it sounds like a like a big snake coming out of the earth because it's so yeah. it's got the, the reed quality, which is super uh, round and yeah, strong, I, but I, it's not I, squeaky I, at all. Yeah, I like a tenor sax a lot. Yeah, I mean, if I like tenors, great. You know, like there's a lot of great tenors and stuff, but I find find the tenors sort of gets you know, it's everyone tries to sound like John Coltrane at a certain point after. You know, I think post, what post I've heard Coltrane. is John Coltrane. Yeah, yeah he's great. Uh, <laughs> so he yeah, was. Great, uh, I like John Coltrane, and yeah. I like Miles Davis. Yeah. Um, but I just I, I don't know. Like I like I like the new names I've written down. Those names. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Dolph Dolphy's great, and Eric Dolphy's some of his stuff's pretty experimental. But it's when he's good, it's like great, great stuff. A lot of really good live recordings he did. With uh, I mean, this is something where it's what like what time period? Was I mean, he Eric Dolphy. He was yeah. active in the late late fifties, early sixties. Okay. He okay. died. I can't think when he died. He died kind of young. A lot of those guys. A lot of the those guys died young. Pepper Adams died young from, I think he was a heroin addict. Um, yeah, there's some trouble yeah, there's in some the trouble. jazz community oh, with some there's drug use. Trouble, but I think it's like a misnomer. A lot of people sort of... Is it of, too um, sweeping? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people will say uh, say stuff like, oh, those guys are all on drugs, or oh, they were doing that well because of the drugs and stuff, when in fact, almost anything, Miles Davis, for example, everything really great he did, he was clean. Okay. He cleaned up really early, and he really had a problem working with people who were not clean. Um, I bet. But he, you know, he, I'm, I'm not but a But people say that of, about stand-up, too. They're just yeah, like, I do. Well, oh, it's man, really the geniuses true. of stand-up. But you're like, there's, you know, 10,000 people doing stand-up. Right. Mitch Hedberg and, and Bill Hicks and Sam Kinison and those guys are, and right. they're a mess. Right, but right. And, and Mitch Hedberg, his best stuff, he was, was not when he was like, no, off his face. No, yeah. those last three years of his of his yeah. life. I mean, those last couple of Letterman's that he did were painful to watch. Yeah, it's bad. So it I was. I think the same brutal. goes with a lot of jazz musicians too. But so mm-hmm. they get put, they get pigeonholed a lot, which is unfortunate, I think. But yeah, yeah, that that's like a, such a such like a deep hole though to fall in because it's like uh, that's all I cared about for a long time was all just buying jazz records and stuff, and it's so like. Have you seen the movie oh, American Splendor? I was going to say yeah. Swing Kids, but no. Yeah. Do you know oh. what I'm talking about? Did you see that? I, I haven't seen Swing Kids. Okay. Swing Heil, man. About. Swing Heil. Yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> the, it's uh, it's set in a World about. War Two. It's okay. a terrible, terrible movie. Oh, it's terrible. But they Christian swing dance. And and I, think, I think I have seen it. Is that a Disney movie? It feels like it, except for it it's about like Nazis. It's pretty dark, yeah. But, but the mean, Nazis are buffoonish. Isn't like Disney produced movie? I think they might have. They D- might have. Disney hates them some Nazis. I find yeah, right, right. And there's a guy who buys jazz records. He has really? a limp, right? Doesn't he? Yes. Oh, yeah, they in, always in make it? the jazz fan out to be like this decrepit. Like, it's like, a, like <laughs> what's the movie uh, with uh, the Tom Cruise? Um, Castaway. The one, the one where he's like, <laughs> help me. Ha- I feel like I'm such big. an old man right now. I'm like, cool. I can't think of the title of it. I'm like, oh, Jerry Maguire. Oh, okay. yeah. There's the jazz guy in that. He's like, you know, doesn't get laid. He watches the kids. He's like a nerd. And yeah. that's always what they relegate jazz fans to in movies is like this just decrepit isolated just, iso- just invalid sort of, of yeah. person hermity who, yeah. yeah which is a lot of times true there's a lot of people completely <laughs> yeah, so. invalid really yeah. the stereotypic t- I, like, type exists for a reason yeah it, it does I, I know a lot of record collectors who you can't they can't talk about anything they have no 
their sphere of life is is so narrow. It's so that, narrow. That just said made no sense. Their sphere of life. No, but they're they're like <laughs> right now. What they they got blinders on, and that's that all, all they, can, they think about, all they talk about, and there's nothing else, and nothing else that matters because it's like that is what this like show is based on. That's what yeah. this show is based on is those people who can, at for an hour, <laughs> discuss their love of whatever. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, I can, I really I can talk to those people, but at the same time, it's also it's one of those things where what snapped you out of it. Well, I mean, I still love jazz. I mean, you're in, but 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 you, you know. have a full life. You yeah. I mean, I start I started getting into reggae, which is another deep hole. Well, not reggae so much, but like pre pre reggae, mm-hmm. pre reggae, like, like rock steady. Okay, which is like um, sort of after ska came rock steady, which okay. is like your late late sixties. That's actually, actually a really interesting story. A lot of people credit. Um, if you haven't heard rock steady, it sort of sounds like ska. It's slowed down and it's more melodic and stuff. Okay. More guitars and more uh, harmonies, and uh, there was an especially hot summer in Jamaica in I think 1968 or 69. That was so hot that the dancing to ska was like was exhausting. So it was something someone just decided to sl- literally slow down the music a little bit, and that's how Rocksteady was kind of born. Oh, I don't, that's I don't, awesome. I don't think it's quite as uh, concrete. As right, it, right. No, it, it sounds. Yeah, it, it, it sounds essentially very much that, like that third was, act. Right, right. <laughs> but that was sort of the uh, the genesis of the of Rocksteady, which I still think is like. It's like we'll do we'll do two or three ska songs. Then we're going to slow a ska song yeah. down so that everybody can get a glass of water and exactly. just sort of sway a little bit. <laughs> and uh, right. fair enough, though. It's. Have you ever been to Jamaica or anything no, like I, that? No, I would love to go, but it's like I don't know. I feel like it's not. Uh, I have to do my research. It's not like the safest place to go. Yeah. What about? It's, do you ever do like music? Um, vacations, like go out and see music. Well, every, anytime I travel, I go. The first place I'll go is a record store. So that's like where, um, like so I, I got a chance to go to Portland a few months ago, and the first place I hit was Mississippi Records. It's like this great, great record store mm-hmm. in Portland, and uh, they put they release a lot of stuff too. It's super, super great. They they put out all this old like folk blues and just everything you've never heard of. All this cool Ethiopian stuff and. The electric um, Fetus oh, wow. in uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, they're pretty good. They have, they're pretty good. Got a lot of great. There's, there's Roadrunner Records in Minneapolis. Uh, Jaime's Records, which was like a huge, like big time record store, and uh, Lake and Lake Street in Minneapolis closed down like about a year ago or so. Which oh, was really? like a big deal because that was where I mean, Minneapolis is like a big hip hop place, right? And there's actually an album by this band that's called Jaime's Basement because they would all their samples they dug from this basement oh, okay. warehouse of Jaime's Records, but. Yeah, I mean, do you like hip hop and stuff like that? Or? I kind of get into it, but it's more like I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I have a lot of friends who are really into hip hop, but they'll be. I'll be listening to their music, and it's like, oh, that's like that's a Sil Johnson sample, like, or you know, that's like a right. Whatever, that's a Commodore sample or something oh, like that. Yeah. And it's like yeah. to them, it's like oh, it's, it's brand new. It's, it's it's like they they created right. it out of whole cloth. And you're like, a, right? There's a lot of hip hoppers who get into soul music because they listen to like Wu Tang, like they sample a lot of Memphis soul, and like. Like Otis Clay, all that kind of, all those high record stuff. But I kind of got into hip hop the other way around, where it's like I was listening to a lot. Of, Otis really Clay, in, yeah, it was really <laughs> Memphis soul, and then it's like, oh, I recognize that, and it's, it turns out it's like a Wu Tang sample, or you know, this did all you kind of stuff. Ha- have you seen the new Jason Lee TV show, Memphis Beat? No, I haven't. He sings in it, really? Yeah, he sings like Elvis tunes. Elvis, people love Elvis, man. I never get that. People, do you, I just you like Elvis old fan? people. No, no, no. I, yeah. I, you know, the crazy thing about Elvis is that I love Elvis's movies. Okay, oh. which are which are uh, musical comedies, right? Yeah, and <laughs> are almost uh, to a man terrible. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Clambake. Um, What's the best one? Uh, follow that dream. 
Follow that dream. <laughs> Follow that dream is a really good one. Follow okay. that dream is a is a is a fine tale about a hillbilly family who uh, squats on land in Florida that is uh, state land, uh-huh. and uh, the and 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 there's a local sheriff who wants to get him to move, and they're like, "Well, no, we're going to squat. We're going <laughs> to do it." And then there's laughing and singing, and then there's a there's a love set. You know, who's Elvis hmm. in the movie? Uh, Elvis played uh, the son. And okay. um, and then there was like a sort of a Gabby Hayes kind of dad character mm. who was, uh, um, you know, and then his foster sister is his love interest. Not creepy enough. Not creepy enough as, as he watched her grow that, up. That, that was safe back then. You know, that's what you got to. As long as they weren't related. But there yeah. was, uh, the, you know, that's how the bad guys tried to get him is by saying that there was an illicit relationship. I, spoiler alert. Oh. Uh, the thing is, is how could it be a spoiler alert from a movie from 1967? Exactly. You're all screwed. I think, I think we're safe. Yeah. We're in the clear here. Usual suspects. It's not real. No. Uh, so, it's, you know. Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Elvis. Right. Yeah, so but you don't like Elvis very no, much. I don't know. Or? I never got into him. No, but not at all. I think Elvis like unfortunately overshadows tons of great other other great Memphis musicians. Oh. And Memphis is like just because he was cute. Yeah, cute, yeah. and he's like you know he's cute, and he's white, and he's uh, right. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of there was a lot of great black artists that he that totally, I understand yeah. he ripped oh, off. There's or, so many like this all all that early stuff from Sun Sun Records and there's High Records, which um, that's where Al Green uh, started. And oh right, right. I don't know if he started there. But that's like. Um, it's Willie Mitchell's right. label. And I know the name Al Green. Yeah, I don't. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know any of the music that you're talking about. It's uh, that's, that's why I'm writing Memphis stuff though. down. That's all yeah. Memphis stuff. Though, it's called yeah. Memphis Soul. Is the genre? I guess so. I mean, you could say it's. The, I, I think I call it. I don't know if that's truly a genre, but it's definitely like a sound. Kind of like Willie Mitchell, who's the producer who produced almost everything that came through High Records, and there's Stax Records, which is Booker T and the MGs, and it's like a lot of Steve Cropper produced a lot of stuff, which Otis Redding came out of, and right. Carla Thomas and all those people, Rufus Thomas. Um, that stuff, well, the high record stuff all sounds a certain very specific, minimal, hyper compressed. Um, I don't know. This is so dorky. It's no, like, uh, this is a place, man. It's hyper compressed. It's like jargon. So. Well, he he just had like a unique style of um, of uh, the sound that came out of that studio yeah. was Willie Mitchell was a total motherfucker, like a total asshole, like big time. <laughs> Do you hear an interview with, interview with him? It's like every other word is curse word. Right. He, he passed away about a year ago, but he was just tough as nails producer, and he produced. He produced. Was he all, killed? No, he he died. No, he of died. Old old age. Age. Yeah, he was <laughs> an asshole. No, yeah. but he died of old. Well, I mean, he was an asshole. In his he bed. was just like you know, he was tough. Oh, uh, he's a tough, tough as nails kind of tough guy. Who, okay. Without having someone that dedicated to it, I don't think he would have having that music. But he had this theater in Memphis uh, with like really heavy concrete floors. And, and uh, all the the acoustics on it were amazing. Yeah, or great acoustics. And he also had this band, um, the Hodges Brothers, who are kind of the reason that all that stuff sounds that way. You know, how Al Green has that kind of dark, spacey, real minimal sound to it. That's yeah. all from the Hodges Brothers, their style of playing. And and I'll, this is a cool story where I guess Michael Jackson tried to buy two of Willie Mitchell's preamps from him about maybe ten, fifteen years ago because these preamps, like these famous, big, like, you know, they play a couple hundred pounds each, and right. They're a really important part of the way the stuff sounds. And he's like, fuck no, I'm not going to sell my preamps to you. <laughs> Michael Jackson was going to give him, like, you know, a half a million dollars. He was like, right. no, I'm not going to sell these to you. No. Nope. Yeah, so. I'm still using them. Yeah. You can get them from my exactly, cold, yeah. dead hand. Yep. So, so, but have you been to, do you go see live music or is it mostly pre-recorded? Do I used you to like- go see a lot of live music, but I feel like it was the same with what Marjorie was saying, how like comedy it's like, you just, especially in Los Angeles, it's sort of like, there's so much to choose from. It's mm-hmm. like, what are you, 
Right. Go see. I know. And and the thing is, is if I'm going to go to theater, it's because I went and saw, I went to Largo the other night and I saw a thing called Thrilling Adventure Hour. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Really? It's this thing of, um, it's old timey radio and I've seen oh. it done poorly. Uh-huh. And this is, I have seen it done well, my friends. That's cool. And it's written by these two guys named, literally their names are Ben Acker and Ben Slacker. <laughs> and, um, and they do. They have like fake ads for Patriot brand cigarettes and and um, that's cool. And it and they have like the guy who does the voice of Doctor Venture from the Venture. Oh Brothers, yeah, that's a great show. James Urbaniak, I think his yeah, name is. Um, right. He is one of the performers, and then Paul F. Tompkins is in it, and um, Mark Evan Jackson is in it. I mean, there's a lot of and it's amazing who's yeah, in it. It sounds cool. Yeah, and it was and it was sold out, and I had never heard of it. Because Los Angeles is full of things <laughs> that are sold out and amazing that you've never heard of. Right. Because there's people so many night. things that are overpowering it, you know, like ads for liposuction and stuff like that. Right. So don't really... right. But, but at any given evening, someone's doing something amazing here right. because there's 100,000 people that are amazingly gifted that no one's ever heard of. Yep. Well, and you, how did you know to go to that show? Was it because like a Paula friend Tompkins of Andy's? And- Oh, wow. No, a friend of Andy's is a huge yeah. fan of it. Because, yeah, I would think I wouldn't enjoy something like that unless it was done really well, but you never know what you're going to get. You know? Right, you never know. And and he, they go every month. Mm. And it isn't cheap, actually. It isn't It isn't like UCB. It was 25 bucks for a ticket, yeah. which isn't expensive but for you get, theater. You get what you pay for there, you right? get yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you completely get what oh, you yeah, pay for. It and great. it's only a 250-seat a, a theater. Mm-hmm. And it was completely sold out. I still haven't been to the new, the new Largo yet. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a, they have a little room too that seats about forty right, or fifty. The, the Coronet room is that the Coronet yeah. is the name of the theater, and then the little room and then oh, the big room. room. Okay. Yeah. So the Coronet, as I think, the building or something. Hmm. And but it's yeah, and and that's another guy, Flanagan, the guy that owns that that space yeah. or runs that space. He is a very he's a real supportive. Connoisseur, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. He's got like he's got taste that kind of goes back further. That's why I feel like there's a lot of stuff that. So much new crap that's so, you know, it's quick to spring up, but it's also like it's quick to die. But he, yeah. he is, his taste is, he likes a lot of older, yeah, older and, stuff. You right, know, and he's willing great. to give those people the, the time yeah. and space. Like I, nice. Old Largo, I was there one time, and I got to meet Ricky Lee Jones, really? who was just standing there. She's like, hi, nice to meet you. And I was like, yeah, uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's so interesting living in Los Angeles anyway, when you meet famous people and right. they're just people. Yeah. And... Because most of the time, they're just normal. They're not crazy, I have an entourage kind of dudes. They're just, like, I met Mort Saul a couple of weeks ago. And he was just, I mean, he's 85 years old, so he was just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> holding court to some extent, because yeah. <laughs> he's old. And But I was like, oh my god. And, and I didn't there you even, are. Yeah, it was him and Robin Williams in the green room. And they were both talking about how much they love Jonathan Winters. And I have no idea what the stories were, because all I could think was, that's that's more salt. Yeah, yeah. There's Robin That's Williams, funny. and they're just talking. I'm like, huh. just me looking at him like a crazy no person. Big deal. No yeah, big I feel, deal. I feel like the, I, I feel lucky because a lot of people I really like are are not lucky, but just most of them are dead. So it's like I don't oh, have okay. to worry yeah. about being going, overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, like oh, I, you know, I can't go see Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, oh right, I can't. You know, there's a lot of stuff where it's. Did you ever see that Dick Cavett? 
No. Have you seen the old Dick Cavett's with Sly and the Family Stone? I've seen, I've seen a couple of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, on YouTube, um, yeah. I think I saw them on YouTube. Right, because they interview, and it's interesting, all the interviews they have like with Jimi Hendrix and right. Sly and Janis Joplin, because th- it's much like what you were saying about the jazz musicians, you think that they're stoned all the time. Right. And they aren't. They're on television. Right. So they've cleaned up their act. and they're except gonna for have- Sly. Except I know Sly has a, well, he's still alive. Is yes, yeah, like yeah. didn't he do the VMAs a couple of years ago? Yeah, or something? he has. Well, he has like a career flake problem though. He was he was flaking back in like 1969 doing all, all the time because he was such a big cokehead. Still is a big cokehead. I'm pretty sure. Oh really? Yeah, I saw him at House of Blues about two years Coke ago. Coke is back. He I touched hear. my. I got to touch Sly Stone's shoulder, which is still this day like I'm. Uh, just it's one of the coolest. It. Yeah, I actually touched his shoulder and I squeezed it and I was like, <laughs> I could feel, feel Sly Stone's bones. The funkiest bones in the whole world. The, fun- <laughs> the funkiest bones uh, still alive. Yeah, Do you know Shuggy Otis? Have you ever heard Love of Shuggy? Love Shuggy Otis. Love Shuggy Otis. Is, is he timeless? Because someone gave me, uh, Jim Wooster gave me one of his albums a couple of years ago. I mean, he's How just, long has he been in? He's been, been around stuff. for a while? Or? Yeah, he's been for a long time. His dad, I forget the, I think his dad is uh, not Johnny Otis. He's, he definitely comes from like a rock, a music, musical family. And uh, his stuff is great. Yeah, he's like got that. Kind of invented what they call California psychedelia, I guess you could say. Right, right. It seems like, very. It's like a mix cool. of. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a. It sounds like it's a little bit like Isley that, Brothers but less porny. Meets, is yeah, it like porny? It isn't porny, but okay. it's got it's that sort little, of beast. Yeah, it's, it's got a that. Funky. It, it, it's funky, so it's got that kind of. Yeah. That 70s porn soundtrack kind Some of feel. Some of my to girlfriend it. is not like because I, I play it. She's like, there's one album I have of his where she doesn't like because it sounds. I can't remember what she said. It sounds like she's in like a, on the bus or something like that. Because it's, <laughs> it's kind of a little bit, a little bit Tavis Smiley esque. You know what I'm saying? Like a little uh, bit like nothing wrong with yeah. Tavis Smiley. Nothing though. wrong with Tavis Smiley, but certain things. Um, she's are, not are she, not for everybody. <laughs> it's, uh, no, no true words, my friend. Right. Uh, I tried to listen to the new Willie Nelson, Nelson album. Willie Nelson mm-hmm. is it good? Terrible, Aww. terrible. And I it, love Willie. Nelson. I love him too. Old Willie Nelson is genius. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to say to my mom, I would say, um, I wish Willie Nelson was my grandpa because I really loved. Yeah, Willie Nelson. Yeah. yeah, he would be great. He'd he would be great. Yeah. He'd be the ultimate grandpa. He God, would be. He's, he's so got good. a. He's got a, a song about how. Uh, what what made me really mad because I'm sure that there's better songs, but I stopped listening at uh, people who believe in evolution. It was a song about uh, saying that the line was something like, uh, "I'd rather be the monkey than believe that I came from a monkey." Really, and mm. but not realizing, of course, funny. that evolutionists don't believe we came from monkeys. Right. It believes right. we all came monkeys, and us <laughs> came from the same primordial ooze. Well, maybe, maybe Willie just meant to say something else because he—that's <laughs> what I like to think. He yeah. smoked a considerable amount of marijuana. He life. has. He has smoked an enormous number. You could probably build boards. a house with the bricks of, <laughs> of yeah. weed that he has consumed. Right. It's uh, you're you're in a lovely neighborhood here in Van Nuys, uh, California, where we have at no less than thirteen. Marijuana dispensaries really? within walking distance. That's oh, kind wow. of a low number, actually, isn't it? At least, well, well within, within walking, walking distance. Yeah, oh, walking distance. Okay. Yeah, we're talking three and a half right. blocks because it's L.A. I mean, I walk pretty far for some weed. You know <laughs> <I'm saying>? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so you guys, uh, seriously, it's almost been an hour. It is. Oh, really? It's, yeah, yeah. So oh. look at the modern clock. Do you, you want to? We got a modern clock right there. That was a gift. And uh, so we have talked. We've talked Broadway. We've talked theater. We've it's been kind of it's been fascinating, quite honestly. You guys are great. This was great. super awesome. Yeah. But let's uh, let's tell people where they can see you, and uh, of course on the internet, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, we're all on those, oh, yeah, right? Under your names, which will be, be linked on the uh, on on the program notes. Yeah. Uh, JohnnyPemberton.com mm-hmm. and MargieCommend.com. and um, 
So, Margie, you have a couple of shows here in Los Angeles coming up, and then you're going to New York for a week, right? Yeah. What do you got? Um, Thursday, I have a storytelling show called This One Time That I Run With Charlie Sanders. You've done it at I the have. Zephyr Theater. It's the really Zephyr fun. Here in Los True, Angeles. funny stories with lots of really good comedians. Um, so that's Thursday night at 9. Um, and Sunday, every Sunday, with every Zach Sunday. Sherwin, I do a stand-up show, which you've done. You were there on Sunday. Zach Sherwin, friend of the show, is Mr. Napkins. MC yeah, MC Napkins. Mr. Napkins. He um, is, uh, he's in the archives, people. Yeah, it's at, it's at Tex in Echo Park. Is, it, is it pronounced Tex? Because it is a, a French. Tex. It's a family name, apparently, because I was saying Tay for... Right, right, because Tay would have been the French pronunciation. Oh, no, no, no. But, but the it's owner, Tex. It's All right. the owner's Mike Tex. And, Mike Tex. And is he French? Fabulous over there. Mm-hmm. Speaks French? Huh? All right. Yeah, it's a French restaurant. Si j'étais un garçon. And then, yeah, and then in New York, a few shows. But. Right, you're doing the, the, the camp show, the, ca- the cabin? Cabin, yeah. Cabin in New York City? Yeah. And uh, and check your website, obviously, or Facebook oh, yeah. or whatever yeah, for more dates and stuff yeah. like that. Johnny Pemberton, you're mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles? Yeah. Next couple of weeks doing some sets? Yeah, I think I'm doing the, what, the Belly Room on the 19th. At the Comedy Store. Store. I'm doing that show at... Uh, Bar Lubitz, the, right, the 23rd. Josh and Josh show on Thursday. And I think I might be doing some stuff in San Francisco October 15th, maybe October 16th. Okay. First time there, so we'll see. Cool. Excellent, yeah, excellent. I'll know when later. Closer to? Where. Closer yeah. to, so people should follow you on Twitter and Twitter. look at your uh, Facebook. I am in uh, uh, Roswell, Georgia cool. uh, next weekend. That's where my... my my mom's side of the family lives there, Roswell. That's actually where David Cross is from, I think. Is, is it really? Yeah. I'm going to be playing at the Funny Farm, which get this, Dork fans. Uh, it is uh, they've got a go kart track right next right. to the club, uh, and David, I will be go karting. Really good oh, barbecue cool. place there if you like pork barbecue. Uh, it turns out I do. I oh, do okay. like. Pork I'll tell you about it later. It and the week so after good. that, God, I am in good. Vegas at the Improv at Harrah's with. Speaking of the elderly, Shelley Berman. I'm going to be featuring for Shelley Berman, who is literally 85 years old and is <laughs> wow. playing judges on things like CSI. And I can't wait to meet him because I bet he has a lot of awesome, awesome stories. Thank you, you guys, so much for Thank being you. on The Dork Thank Forest. You. Go to the websites, download the show. It's on iTunes. If you, well, if you're not going to hear it if you haven't changed your URL from the old uh, iTunes thing. So, well, good luck. So you have to unsubscribe and resubscribe on iTunes. Feel free, by the way, to review the program on iTunes because it helps. And get a T-shirt. I, you do you get the, a T-shirt? You oh. have the best podcast T-shirts. Oh, right, right. The Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirt. It's the, coolest, uh, the coolest shirt. It is the coolest shirt designed by a young artiste hmm. by the name of Salmon Beemel Benrude. Hmm. Uh, that's my nephew. And he was named Salmon Beemel Benrude. <laughs> it's not his fault, but he had to become an artist. Thank you so much for listening to the Dork Forest. Have a good night.